You and I are living complete, like as di- diametrically opposed lives as we could. There's not, oh. there's not, I mean, if I were homeless, that would make it more to my, you know, like if I were living on the fucking street, but there's not much, I mean, it's a gap, right? Yeah. This my is a, life a, and your life. The lives we're living, there, there, there's, I don't think there even, maybe if you were homeless, but there is no chasm wider than yeah. where our lives are right now. It's like, yeah, if I were, if I were sucking off truck drivers in a, in a, in a, in a casino parking lot, that might make the chasm bigger, but pretty much that's not going to happen. So, cause I don't like cock. Sorry. Well, that doesn't make me, that doesn't make me homophobic. I'm just not into having cock in my mouth. I'm sorry. You, have you tried trucker cock? I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. The Literate Apecast uses bad words. If you don't like bad words, maybe say listen to it. <laughs> I got a text from Katie. Went to pee. Oh, TMI alert. Went to pee. Something odd looking was in the toilet when done. Seemed too small. It was a baby. (laughs) Oh, Jesus, I hope not. Seemed too small to be mucus plug, but maybe it was because it seemed like the right color. FYI. And I'm like, okay. So for those of you who don't know. Back up. Yeah. Mucus plug. Essentially. This sounds so horrifying and awful in my experience that I'm ready for it. Yeah, I mean, let's just get this out of the way. Like, there is nothing. Mucus plug. Mucus plug. I've had one of those. There are things that are. Out of my nose. There's the mucus plug, there's the bag of waters, and there is the bloody show. Holy shit. So, when (laughs) when the water breaks, what breaks is a, what they call, they the bag of waters, which grosses well, yeah. me the fuck out because how many waters are there? Like, it's not bag of water. Like, when do you use waters plural other than like, I it's sailed the waters. waters. What are the waters? There's several waters, I imagine. But what are they? Salt waters? Some of them are, pl- some of them are plasma. Waters? I imagine that some of them are plasmatic waters. And I mean, I made that oh. word up, but you know, I, you know, I, mean, a, I imagine there are several kinds of water. It just sounds alien to me. So, Well, the whole fucking thing of birth sounds fucking alien to me. So, I, I mean, you know, like I said, you and I had an exchange the other day and you were like, being a parent is, is crazy. And I said, I'm so happy to experience it secondhand. Yes. Yeah, it's, it is. You know. I'm learning that... That like officially, you know, that parenthood is the weirdest thing I've ever done, and I've done some weird shit. But this yes, is you like have. because emotions are all over the place, and your energy levels are like you're you're just like this this manic, you're this controlled manic mess almost all the time. It's it's weird. Um, so the mucus plug is essentially the oh, layman's terms. Uh, it is the cork. Please. It is the cork <laughs> that keeps the baby and the bag of waters from spilling out. So when the mucus plug drops out, you get the bloody show. What's does a it, mucus plug look like? Does it look like a cork or does it look like a, like, like a loogie? I've never actually seen it, but it's like a mucusy loogie. It's like a loogie. Yeah. Okay, okay. 
So yeah, it's, it's like it's, it's it's like if you get a really bad head cold and you get a yeah, you know, like stick one finger on one nostril and shoot a log loogie out one nose. Yeah. that's what it looks like. It, yeah, exactly. That's really unsavory. Okay, so. We're talking a bit, and sh- I'm, I'm like, ready to go have a flumen or a bloomin' onion at yeah. Chili's now. Oh, I'm so excited for the mucus plug. So we're talking like, are you okay? Like, obviously keep me posted. She's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm like, are you having any contractions? She's like, uh, same as I have been, but, um, you know, she's just like, like just you know, heads up, which is what we need. Like, I need to be, yeah, at you the need ready. to be informed. So, um. So she said, so then later she texts me, I think I'm definitely in labor. Not sure. Uh, okay. <laughs> You're definitely not sure? Cool. Have you thought about, and I know this, I'm going to back up just a second. Have you thought about how extraordinary the fact that she can text you while it's happening in real time? Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, we, we talk about how awful Twitter is and how awful the Internet has become and all that kind of stuff. But there are some really remarkable elements to the technology that we have in yeah. our pockets. And yeah. one of them is your pregnant wife can text you in real time. Mm-hmm. I think I'm in labor, but maybe not. And that is it's kind of extraordinary. It's kind it of is. amazing. And thank God, you know, because. It just makes it a whole lot easier, but it just adds. Well, she'd to have the... to call you on the phone. I mean, in in earlier days, she would have to call you on the phone. And if I had stepped you... away, wasn't in my office, or yeah, exactly you know, during the you work know, I, week, I, there's no way to get a hold of me. There's something kind yeah. of amazing about that. So I just want to point that out. I in the olden that's... days, she, she would have to leave a message the with my olden... secretary, who I was banging. You know, like it, yeah, it gets yeah, because you because technically you are Don Draper. Uh, I'm working my way there. Yeah, that's the end. There you go. All right, yeah. you're you're in the Don Draper uh, so category. The day goes on, um, and she's asked me. She's like, "Are you freaking out?" And I'm like, "I'm not sure. I think so." I said, "I said our fucking bed is." I said, "Our fucking bed <laughs> isn't says, even made." I'm in labor, but maybe not. Are you freaked out? Maybe I think so. Yeah. yeah okay. There's a lot so of ambiguity. We're, we're in unsure. T- yeah, yeah. There's unsure territory going on here. Sure. So it's like our fucking bed isn't even made. Are we ready? Are you freaking out? She goes, I don't know. Need laundry. <laughs> so like, there's all this laundry to do. There's we have to make the bed. Like it's just like, ah, what the, ah, ugh, like all this stuff that really, of course, because doesn't of- matter. It doesn't yeah, because of course the the new baby is going to come in, and one of its <laughs> lasting us, trauma, yeah. <laughs> one of yeah, one of his lasting traumas are going to be that there wasn't enough laundry done when he arrived. He arrived. He has a monocle mm-hmm. and sort of a cigarette holder yeah. without a cigarette because he's a toddler, and he comes in. And he goes, "Oh well, where's the sailboat?" Right. Yeah. That's yeah. That's what's going to go on. Well, I thought we were a boating family. I thought we were a boating family. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> so then she texts me later. Um, so we're, again, we're just like going through the day. She's like, I, I, I ate something. I'm going to lie down. I'm feeling better. It's, it's all kind of slowed down a bit. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. We could have another week of this. Who knows? I said, I'm proud yeah. of you and I love you. And she said, I don't know, dude. I think maybe tomorrow or next day or tonight. Who knows? And then she says, something is definitely happening in my depths of heaven. In my depths 
of heaven? That's what she texted? Which is, she's being funny, because that's a really weird, uh, gross thing to say. That's a horrifying, I mean, you know, yeah, all right, fine, depths of heaven. It's that's it makes no sense at yeah. all. But, you know, she's pregnant, she's, and she's pregnant, getting ready to squat. Yeah. She's getting ready to squat and pull out a giant kumquat. Yeah. You know, like or a watermelon out of her hole. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, I get it. I get so, it. So, you know, we're on Baby Watch. I mean, at... I could get an interruption to this podcast right now. And she's like, come upstairs. The contractions are closer and more intense. This is probably happening. And then I go upstairs and I'm doing all the things, rubbing her back. She's breathing. You know, we're just going through it. Yeah, you're doing and your then thing. It, and then it slows down and goes away. And then we go to bed and we wake up tomorrow and go about our day. Well, and- what's funny for me was like, uh, you you were like, okay, we may have to put the recording off because she might be. And I'm like... Again, it it affects, other than the fact that I love you and I love Katie and I love Harry and I am absolutely going to love the new kid, um, it doesn't affect me one way or another. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, you let me know. We'll record anytime. And if you can't record, we'll find somebody else. And then I started drinking. Yeah. <laughs> and I told you. And I told you. I said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm just a tad drunk. So uh, if you want to wait. And you were like, nah, let's do it now. I was yeah. like, all right, let's I mean, go. I've, I've got to go. get... Uh, bunch of work done um you know to tie up the loose so ends before i do is, leave this so i'm gonna work tonight work and then i was yeah, like this is let's easier just, than work yeah when you told me you were drunk I'm like, let's just do it real quick you know yeah. record this thing and then i'm I'll, drunk I'll to work and tonight. that makes yeah. me look bad and makes you look good i'm yeah, a responsible father um not really because i would say in the 200 what 242 podcasts that we've done you've been drunk more often than i have tonight i'm the responsible father Okay, fair enough. You're the designated driver of this particular conversation. I am. Because I, I get it. I, I'm there's, fair. There's a chance I have to be the designated driver for my pregnant wife while she's giving birth. There, okay. I, you know. <laughs> so you have the baby. You have the baby. Yeah. Okay. Let's. And, and I'm, I'm assuming it's probably going to happen this weekend, which is kind of exciting, and I love that. I, I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I would love I that if I, I could just Kansas, finish out the work week and then Saturday. That would be ideal. Well, but, I, get to, I get to do for this baby what I didn't get to do with Harry because uh, I didn't get to see Harry. I mean, I did. I, I got to see Harry, but not like new, not like in the first... I think you five six months. Of yeah, you Harry. did. Yeah, you met him. Did I? Okay. When we did okay. that All that right. tour, that trolley tour with Chris. Uh, oh, okay. All right, that's Churchill. Well, what I know, what I know is, you know, I'm at the end of August. I'm going to Kansas, so I'm going to be in Kansas in the fall. Mm-hmm. And I've already decided that I'm going to take, you know, like once I kind of get settled in and I'm I'm kind of doing my thing, um, I'm going to take a trip up to Chicago. Yeah. Um, and one of the primary, I mean, other than having some delicious Matthias beer at the Haymarket. Yeah. One of my primary, like number two, and I know Joe's going to be very upset about this, but number two is to meet the new kid. Yeah. And to play with Harry, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I'm very excited, but my question is, okay, so you're going to have the, you're probably going to have the baby in the next couple of days, probably by the time this podcast drops, there's you a, will have had, there's a good chance. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's a very good chance. So, I mean, I know, I know from, not that I've had any experience having a baby, but I've, I've had enough friends that have had babies. There's a lot of downtime. There's a lot of just waiting, there's sleeping and then waking up three hours later to feed the baby, all that kind of stuff. 
What are you gonna? What are you gonna fill? I mean, because uh, you're taking time off work, yeah. Yeah, I'm taking four weeks. I get four weeks. All right, so yeah. you're getting four weeks of of paternity leave, parental so leave. What, is that what it's called? I, I mean, that's how I identify it. So, I okay, great, sure, whatever, great, yeah. fag. Anyway, <laughs> um. <laughs> So my question is, what are you going to do with your time while you're waiting for the baby to wake up to get the tit? Because that's what the baby's going to do. Yeah, to I mean, wake up it's... and get the tit, right? She 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 breastfeeds, right? Yeah, she, she, yeah. So how does she feel everything... about breastfeeding in public? Is she going to go to Starbucks and pull out a boob and say, "Hey, look at my boob," and and then let, I... is that is that how she is, or is she just a little more private? I mean. I mean, it's, it's fine if she's Yeah, well, it's not like public. she's like, okay, time curious. to feed the baby. Let's go to Starbucks and fuck with people. You know, pull my titty out and, you know, it's not like that. But Why not? Well, because... She's a total feminist. She could totally, like, I, go... Because like, she, she should care. go to Marshall Fields. She should go to Marshall Fields with her baby and just, like, be browsing through, like, smocks and and, smocks. and girdles or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what you buy in Marshall Fields if you're a woman. But if she's doing that, she should just be doing that and then just pull out a big old booby and stick the baby on it and just keep doing it like nobody cares and let all the, the people around like get really kind of like, oh, fuck, there's a tit. I, yeah, I mean, she'll feed in public when she has to because that's what you got to do. Um, but we also pack... Uh, she pumps, so we have bottles. So, like, if we're out, it's just easier to do the bottle rather oh, than. Oh, please to... tell her. I, I, please tell her to go to Women and Children First, which is the bookstore yeah. in Andersonville, and just sit and like with a laptop and just pump her tits. That would be good, God, man. <laughs> awesome. So, what are you gonna do? Yeah, She's I mean, feeding the baby. You have no responsibility. What are you gonna do with your time? Are you gonna watch TV? What are you gonna do? Yeah, it's a weird thing. So. Assuming that this child is similar to Harry, um, there was, there's little that I can do for the child in the, exactly. in the early beginnings, you know, like, yeah. In the early beginnings, it's all her because yeah. even when You're I just take there to help her, even if I take the midnight feedings or things, she will like with Harry, she had to wake up and pump because her boobs are producing all this milk and you got to get rid of it. So, yeah. So what I would do is I would. I would take the midnight feedings, the overnight feedings, whenever the hell they happen. So I would just kind of like stay up through the night and I would, you know, smoke a little weed and watch television and wait for Harry to wake up. And then I would go and get the bottle and I would do the things and watch a little TV with him, put him back down. Then I would catch my sleep. Um, yeah. You know, before I was freelancing. So like when he was sleeping and she was sleeping, once I got like the dishes done and you kind of put the house in order, yeah. I would get some work done. I don't have to do that now. So yeah, I'll probably read watch TV. Um, well, one of the things I, I've been interested about is, is that we have, and, and it's, it's a thing that I've been, that, that again, you and I are living completely like as di diametrically opposed lives as we could. There's not, oh. there's not, I mean, if I were homeless, that would make it more to my, you know, like if I were living on the fucking street, but there's not much, I mean, it's a gap, right? Yeah, this my is my life a, and your life. The lives we're living there, there is. I don't think there even maybe if you were homeless, but there is no chasm wider than yeah 
where our lives are right now. It's like yeah. If I were if I were sucking off truck drivers in a in a in a, in a casino parking lot, that might make the chasm bigger. But pretty much, that's not going to happen. So because I don't like cock. Sorry. Well, that doesn't make me that doesn't make me homophobic. I'm just not into having cock in my mouth. Have I'm sorry. You, have you tried trucker cock? I have never tried trucker right. cock. Maybe so. It would be like a slim jim. Yeah. And how delicious is a slim jim? Yeah, it's like it's it's road trip food. Dude, <laughs> I'm gonna put you on pause because I gotta go suck some yeah, cock anyway. It. Here's the thing that I, uh, I've been thinking about this, and I know you have. T- there are 200 plus streaming services available God. with 6,000 current programs and films. There are 1 million plus podcasts available, and the average American spends seven hours and four minutes a day looking at a screen. Mm. And yeah. one of the things that I've noticed, again, having having a very different lifestyle, you're very busy, and I'm busy. I've got stuff I've got to do, um, but I spend more time, and part of it is because, yes, I know I'm leaving Las Vegas, so there is no pragmatic purpose for me to find like, like other things, things to do. in yeah. Vegas. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and there's no there's no purpose in networking in Vegas or working in Vegas because I'm leaving. Right. Um, so I'm kind of in that no zone of like, all right, so uh, let me work out, let me make good food, let me write a lot. You know, I'm doing all that kind of stuff. But I also find myself watching far more television than I almost feel like is good for me. I mean, there's so okay. much. F- I, the other day, I literally, I, I, and it's just one of those things that I watch so much TV that I went into Paramount Plus and I was just looking for movies and I spent probably 40 minutes mm-hmm. I've done that, just yeah. looking for what movie I might might want to watch. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I didn't find a fucking thing. Yeah. And, and I'm curious, I just want to throw this out, I'll read it and then I'll, I'll, I'll let you get, in, get into it. It occurs to me that our, our constant development of digital content is have you read brave new world no okay aldous huxley i i've i've and we've had this conversation on the apecast a long time ago yeah but sort of sort of the the question of who was more prescient mm-hmm. um or uh what's his fucking name orwell huxley or orwell night night 1984. George Orwell. That was Orwell. Yeah. Okay, George Orwell. I was thinking H.G. Wells. I don't know why that was coming into my mind, but I've had a few t- drinks. But Or Aldous Huxley with The Brave New World. Now, in the context of Brave New World and the novel, Soma is a recreational drug that several of the main characters take throughout the story. The government in Brave New World strongly encourages individuals to take Soma as a way to increase the happiness and complacency of the population. Mm-hmm. Someone can be taken as a pill or as a powder or also is released as an aerosol. It's freely available to everyone in the novel. Its inclusion in the text is central to the novel's themes of complacency and resist- resistance in society, as well as the theme of escapism. And what I'm, what I'm thinking, and I've been thinking this for a while, I've written about it, is that online content, streaming services, 
all of this content that we have is essentially the soma of today and it is an it is or my question is 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 there just too much is this content glut kind of making the entire nation a bunch of stupid sheep because we spend so much time in front of a screen watching TikTok and Twitter and HBO Max and Netflix and it just goes yeah. on and on and on. So what are your thoughts? Well, I I don't know that it makes us stupid. I mean, you know, the boob tube thing, you know, all that bullshit. Cuz I spend a lot of time watching TV like the end of the day I wind down, I will plop my ass on the couch instead of just going to bed and reading or sitting on the couch and reading for a little bit. I will most often sit on the couch with like a, a snack of some kind, a bowl of hummus or a bowl of cereal, and I will, or an ice cream cone if I ate all my dinner and I had you know, sure. dessert. Um, and I will watch TV. If I've got like the shows that I'm into, if they're available, yeah. I will watch those episodes. Otherwise, I will zone out and just like, like you were saying, like spend 40 minutes looking for something on HBO Max. Often what I look for is um, documentaries. So, you know, because if people I love are watching documentaries, documentaries yeah, you're I'm not becoming, you're I'm educating yourself, right? So there's, there's sure. that part of you're it. You're learning something, yeah. But yeah. what I often land on, because 40 minutes in, I can't find a single thing that I either, like, oh, I would love to watch this, but I don't, I don't have two hours to invest in this right now. I, I need like 45 minutes before I'm like, okay, time for bed. So what I end up doing is I end up watching shit that I've seen a thousand times. I'm watching Breaking Bad again or the first five seasons of Better Call Saul on Netflix. Oh, it's so funny that you that you go there because that's one of my three, one of my six things. It's very funny that you go there. Yeah, or, yeah. or I'll go to Hulu and just look at the live thing and I'm like, all right, let's find Family Guy or Rick and Morty or South Park or The I'm Simpsons. I'm actually considering... You know, <laughs> I'm, Apple Plus is is really introducing a lot of sports, and I don't give a shit about sports, mm -hmm. but I'm seriously considering maybe watching some sports, okay. which I don't know why, but it's a thing. Shake and it's it like, up. Oh. Sports well, documentaries. No, the thing is, those are fun. I could be reading. I could be... Yeah. One of the things that I've tried to do lately, because I've realized that, it, that I, I do spend far more time watching... I mean, film, I mean, I watch film, and we have the I Like to Watch yeah. podcast, so I watch films to kind of prep for that. Um, I watch a lot of fucking content, and I listen, and quite frankly, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I yeah. mean, I probably get a podcast list that's, I probably got 30 podcasts on my yeah. shows to listen to. I mean, it's ridiculous. And in the meantime, knowing that, you know, nobody's fucking listening to all this shit. I'm writing constantly and knowing that maybe I'm going to have 15 people read anything that I write. Yeah. It's fascinating that uh, we're, we're kind of down this, this it's, rabbit hole. It's also, it's overwhelming because, mm -hmm. you know, when I sit down to zone out, it's like, all right, uh, which, which service am I going to start with? Do I start with... Hulu, do I start with HBO Max, Netflix, Apple, Disney? Every night. You know, yeah, it, every night. And Jesus Christ, how many fucking times am I going to open up Disney Plus and go to Thor Ragnarok <coughs> or go to Avengers Endgame or 
Yeah, fucking, I watched well, Ant Man the other day. For you know, like yeah, Disney Disney Plus is 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 so slow. I mean, the it, it it's the thing that I'm frustrated with because right now I'm in a place where I'm I'm kind of wrapping things up. Yeah, right. I'm wrapping things up in Vegas and I'm wrapping things up in my house. That I'm looking at my streaming services now. I know that that I'm gonna be I'm I'm gonna be living with my parents. And they have all these streaming services, so I know that in September I'll just cancel all my shit. Yeah. Why spend the money if they've already got it? Yeah. But I'm finding just this. It, it, I mean, there was a study done, and I've written about this before. There was a study done about jellies, and uh, I know this is a weird. It's a weird like, study, but it it, it makes like grape jellies. Like, yeah, like jams, yeah, like jams okay. and jellies. And what they did was they uh, they put out six for a, like a, for like a week. The only options you had were six jams or jellies: strawberry, grape, raspberry. You know, whatever the fuck they had. But there were only six, mm-hmm. and they sold a lot. I mean, they sold a lot of of jelly, right? Yeah. Well, then the next week, they gave them 35 options. Jesus Christ. Of jellies and jams. Like, on the shelf, on the shelf, there were 35. I mean, you had everything. There was every mango and fucking pineapple. And there was all kinds of stuff. And they sold exponentially less. And the study, what basically what the study was trying to demonstrate was that when you have too many options, you often choose nothing. Yeah. And when you have fewer options, you choose those options. And what it reminds me of is when I was a kid, and we've talked about this before, is I'm uh, what we call an elder Gen Xer. Because mm-hmm. Gen X started at 65 and I'm, I started at 66. And you're sort of a very younger Gen Xer, almost millennial, um, that I remember, I don't know if you remember, I remember when there were only three fucking channels on TV. Before cable I remember, TV. I remember three channels, and then pretty early, we got a cable box. But the cable yeah. box back then, like, we did not pay for HBO. All we had on it, if, I mean, as I, as I remember it, was Disney Channel. That was... okay. Um, yeah, they, they've been around for a long time. So we had like the three channels, the three networks, Disney Channel, maybe Nickelodeon. Um, and yeah, that was... So I didn't have... That was that's kind the of it. I didn't have any that of that it. stuff. In fact, what I recall was we had such limited options that, again... But it, Disney it, Channel it's... back then only ran like dumb Mickey Mouse cartoons. It didn't have like yeah. Disney Channel original movies and all that other... All that other yeah, like it's, that's the, yeah, it wasn't like Disney. Mickey Plus. Mouse cartoons are fucking stupid. So I never, I rarely, I, I would if I could catch like goofy sports cartoon, I would they're watch that. They're kind of fascinating <laughs> in their racism. They're kind of fascinating in their racism and sexism. But uh, that's a that's a whole other subject. But what I remember was if I wanted to watch a TV show, I remember nothing. Nothing is more burned into my memory was Planet of the Apes. Hmm. And I remember, and this was when I was in Kansas. Um, a Wichita, I think it was Cake, K-A-K-E, and they would, once a year, do a marathon of all the Planet of the Apes movies. Cake was a, and, a cable channel? 
No, it was a, that that was like, I think it was, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm not going to, don't, don't hold me this. I think it was the ABC channel, but it was like an affiliate of ABC. Okay. And they would show from like eight o'clock at night until like four o'clock in the morning, Planet of the Apes, Return to the Planet of the Apes, Escape from the Planet of the Apes, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, all the Planet of the Apes movies. And my mom would set me up because I was so excited about it because that was the only thing going on. Yeah. She would, she would, we had a card table. She would create it sort of like a, put a blanket over it. I would get uh, popcorn mm-hmm. and Snickers and Raisinets. And the, t- you know, I would hide underneath this sort of fort and yeah. I would watch all fucking night long. I would watch all. All of the Planet of the Apes movies. Now, one of the funny things was, you know, we did that when I was 35. My mom actually sent me as a birthday gift uh, this huge box, and the box had a card table and a blanket. A card table, a blanket, <laughs> Snickers, raisinets, popcorn, and the DVD set uh-huh. of the Planet of the Apes. And of course, as a 35 year old man, I put together the fucking thing Damn and I, straight. I and I and I literally I laid underneath that goddamn fort and I watched all five movies because it was the thing but today my I guess I guess my my overarching question is is it too much it's too much are we fucking are we yeah. fu- but are, are we fucking ourselves are we destroying our our curiosity our ability to just be bored, our ability to just simply not be in front of a screen and think our thoughts. Because I realize, and I realized this the other night, I spend so much time in front of the TV that I could be spent, that could be spent writing things. It's same. I, yeah, or, or reading things. Um, or reading things. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes what I'll do, like after my hour or two, 45, whatever it is, of zoning out on the couch, I'll come upstairs and sometimes Katie will have the iPad going and I'll watch that with her or I'll duck under the covers, pull open my phone or grab the iPad and continue watching more shit. Like go to bed, read a book, anything, close your eyes, work out, take a walk in the middle of the night. Yeah. So what? And I think your question was like, are we, you know, preventing ourselves from being bored. And I think that is a huge part of it because when I was a kid going to like, when I would put myself to bed, this is, you know, like seventh, eighth grade. Um, what I would do is I would put on my headphones and I would listen to a tape, you know, whatever tape I was listening to in, in my Walkman. And I would kind of like zone out to that and I would either fall asleep to it and then wake up, turn it off and then, you know, put it away and go back to sleep. Or, I'd be like, all right, I'm tired. Let's turn this shit off. And I would just close my eyes and think about the day and just think about relationships and the shit I had to do and the things I did and what can I do better and whatever, like time with your thoughts. And I don't give myself time with my thoughts as often as I would like to. And if I did that, I would definitely write more. I would... Yeah. And... But like... But maybe there's something really good on Netflix. 
Well, you know, it's it's interesting Even because... Even if it's Breaking uh, Bad the, that I've seen a thousand times. A thousand times. One of the things that's been very interesting lately uh, in this time of sort of like I'm waiting to pack up my shit and get out of Vegas, yeah. one of the things that I realized was, well, you know, and I think I told you this, was I thought that my gym membership would take at least two months to get out of because yeah. every time I've had a gym membership, they fuck with you in every way. Yeah. To try to just keep squeezing out that last bit. Well, my gym here, instantly. I mean, they were so fucking cool. I, I said, I'm fuck leaving. Off, John. <laughs> I, I lied and said that I was even leaving at the end of July. And I mean, they turned it off. No more charge. So I don't have a gym. So I've got, you know, and so one of the things that I realized was, well, I'm going to Wichita. There's a huge park in my mom's neighborhood. I gotta run. I hate running. I hate running. I'm I, I like lifting, I like ellipticals, but I don't like running in the real world. It's mm -hmm. never been something I've liked. But I went, you know what? I've gotta learn how to do that because of because I'm gonna have a huge and brilliant opportunity in, in Wichita mm -hmm. to be able to do that. So I've been and I've been getting up really early because it's once it gets to be about ten o'clock in the morning, it's about a hundred and ten degrees yeah. here in Vegas. Yeah. And I can't fucking run in that shit. I mean, that's so why I, I quit running when I moved to Vegas. Yeah, I was like, I've been getting up at like four, yeah. four, four o'clock in the morning so I can get out to the park at about five o'clock in the morning. The sun doesn't come up until about 6.15. Mm -hmm. and, and I mean the minute the sun comes up, boy, it gets hot as shit Fire. out here. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been trying to do that. But one of the things that I realized was... I don't listen to podcasts. When I walk or, you know, work out at the gym or I'm listening to a podcast, I'm watching something, whatever. What I've been doing is I've been running and I don't run the whole time. You know, I mean, it's, yeah. it's more like I'm going to run for a while. And then when I feel like I'm going to fall down, I walk. Yeah. And then I, and then I run a little bit more because I'm getting better at it. I mean, that's really what that's it boils the, down that, to. That's a great way to do it. Yep. That's that's the way to do it, but I'm not listening to anything, and it's amazing how not occupying my mind mm -hmm. with content mm -hmm. it's 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 kind of extraordinary, and I'm I'm really fine, and I'm I'm finding myself writing more and more and more stuff, which is what I wanted to do with these two months. Yeah. Than, than, than I have in a long, long time. And it's like, oh, this is really extraordinary. And it makes me wonder about the time I spend watching TV. Yeah, there's, there, there have been times when I would go run, because you know, I, I listen to podcasts or books on tape or audiobooks, whatever the fuck they're called now, while I run. And there are times when I will get into my, especially when I'm listening to audiobooks, this is why it's good to read as a writer because like you're hearing other like work and read, it gets yeah. you thinking about other stuff and thinking about your work and like, Ooh, that's, that was great character. Th whatever. Like you're in the medium. So you want to produce the medium and then I'll be like, Oh shit. I totally zoned out. was thinking my own thing. Now I have to rewind at the next stoplight that I get caught at when I'm running, I'm going to rewind and pick back up. Like, no, just fucking turn it off. Be with your thoughts and think for a minute, David. It's a weird habit, but there's also, this, there's a comfort to zoning out and watching TV, especially things that you're that you've seen or listened to before. And this was weird when my grandfather was like at the ass end of his cancer, and he was just he was at home and like couldn't really do much. He was he was on his way out. He started watching. He was never a big TV guy. He would watch TV, 
but it was not like he just wasn't. They just rarely had the TV on in their house. That's how my he, dad is. Yeah, yeah. He would sit down. Sit, you know, he would be there, and the TV was on, and he was watching all old, you know, fifties and sixties, uh, you know, seventies shows. Shows from a, an earlier time, a time when he was when his kids were growing up, when he was younger, when he was healthier. And I just remember thinking, like, why isn't he watching new stuff? Oh, because this is comforting to him. He's facing yeah. cancer and death any day now. This shit provides him comfort. It lets him escape into a different, better time that he can reflect on and the nostalgia of it all. And I think with, you know, the state of the world today, right? Like, there's a lot of stress and I don't want to read the fucking news anymore here i just need a fucking break and if i start to find new stuff that's going to get me thinking about the world we're in today and sometimes i just want to close off and be comfortable with something i know that is not going to surprise me that is not going to shock me that said i still love my new tv shows and my new podcasts but more often than not i'm going back to the things that i know will provide me comfort so well, one of the one of the things that they started in Wichita at my mom's house, my mom and dad's house, is uh, Cowboy Movie Night. Mm, okay. And my dad, my dad is old school. He loves John Wayne. Yeah. He loves the old westerns. He's you know he loves uh, you know listening to the old western country and western music. Mm-hmm. And one of the things my mom decided to do was to have. Cowboy movie night. Yeah. And it, it, my sister comes over. They make dinner. They have a really good dinner. And then they sit, and my dad gets to pick whatever movie he wants to watch. And he doesn't tell anybody until we watch it. And when I was there the last time, you know, it's 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 always John Wayne. And they're not bad movies, but I can see he... Exactly what you said. There is There is a real comfort in that sense of nostalgia, in that sense of comfort, in that sense of familiarity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, we just did, we just did a podcast about cocktail on the, I like to watch with you. Yeah. And there is a sense of comfort in the eighties for me. I, I like to watch. I've been watching a lot of, uh, lately, a lot of movies from eh, like 73 to 78 mm-hmm. because it gives me a sense, uh, of, First of all, I haven't seen them in a long time, so I enjoy them. Yeah. But it also gives me a, a, a sense, yeah, a sense of place, sort of a touchstone. Yeah, and I'll do and I do the same thing. I do the same thing with music, you know. Like I'll yeah. I'll get in a yeah. You do it with music a lot more than I do. Yeah. And I, it, there's of course nothing wrong with it. like the whole point of entertainment is escapism in whatever form you need it to be in. Take it, digest that shit as you as you want to and need to. But there is a, like, what was it? What was it that you said? How many streaming services are there? 600, 2000, 200, 200 plus streaming services, services, fucking what? Featuring 6,000 different programs and films. I, like I said, I have, I have AMC plus Hulu, HBO, Disney, uh, it's a lot more than you think, yeah. Netflix, I have within ten, you know, like. See, I have Netflix. I have uh, Paramount Plus. I have Apple Plus. I have HBO Max, which I get for free. I have Hulu. 
and I have Showtime. That but that comes with Apple Plus. So yeah, I have like five. Okay. Yeah, I don't have Showtime. But yeah, it's. It, I I've got a lot of. There's a lot of shit for me to watch with it's my five way or six too that much I have for me to watch. But yeah. it's it's too much. So that's why eventually I'm just like fuck it, Breaking Bad. You know, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's yeah. So I I do think that it is. And this is one of those things. This is an exercise in self-control. Turn off the TV unless unless there's a new episode of Better Call Saul or For All Mankind or whatever. Again, it's like you find your, your, your favorites and you can't not watch them. Yeah, that's yeah, true. But then when Better Call Saul is over, don't go and watch another hour and a half of South Park that you've seen before. Go to bed. Yeah. Read a, read a couple pages in a book. When you get drowsy, close the book, turn the light off, and think about what you just read. Think about the day. Mellow yourself and go the fuck to sleep. And now, worst hack of the news. Your first headline. <laughs> I just, I, yeah. Uh, Kanye West is getting sued for $7.1 million. And the case is, quote, very strong against him. What's the case? I haven't so, heard this. I haven't read about this. Yeah, so after stiffing producers... I'm, I'm reading this headline from Vice. Uh, after stiffing producers who fronted him millions for Sunday service and a Donda 2 listening party, he's probably screwed, a lawyer told Vice. <laughs> um, so he's been racking up unpaid bills since October of 2021. Um, he's just he's not paying motherfuckers, it sounds like. <coughs> Well, you know, he was a Trump supporter, and Trump was famous for not paying for paying for anything that he got. So uh, that makes total sense. I loved, and still love Kanye's earlier stuff. Graduation, I never did. college dropout. Loved I, you that know, shit. It, it's like everybody loved it. I was, it was fine. I never thought he but was, it was the genius he said. He I was. always thought it was a little. I thought it was a little vapid, and it was a little light. I always thought Chance the Rapper had more to say. Kanye um, was interesting in his earlier stuff. He was very self-reflective and really honest about, especially in the song yeah, "When yes. It All Falls Down" or "All Falls Down," whatever the, the exact title is. Whatever it is, yeah. But he's yeah, talking about like the the showboatiness of hip-hop black culture um yeah and kind of saying like look i'm i'm full of shit you're full of shit we're all just afraid to admit it or i i'm just the first to admit it like so i i liked kanye stuff but he has progressively gotten more annoying more uninteresting i'm fine with him being sued I'm fine with it too. Fuck, just the guy's fuck got it. more fucking money than God. Just sue him. Get your money. Walk away. Yeah, that's my opinion. Yeah. All right. Headline number two. Good old sleepy Joe Biden unveils extreme heat plan, but he won't declare a climate emergency. Towing that that political line. I don't want to upset people, but also like we're fucking melting here, everybody. Well, the thing about it is, and and I understand that is in the political realm. If he pulls that trigger. If he pulls the we're in a climate emergency and I'm putting in uh, serious things, he is facing two things, really. Mitch McConnell and the very conservative Supreme Court. So anything that he does from executive order is going to go into, especially after these midterms where the Republicans are going to take the Senate and like really aggressively take the Senate. And I don't think they're going to take the House, but real close. 
it really makes him a lame duck president. And that yeah. is, and, and given the fact that only 34% of Americans that would vote for, you know, vote in the election want Biden to come back. Yeah. He's in trouble. He's in trouble. I got to say, though, he is doing, I think, I honestly think this, the best he can with the shit sandwich that he's forced to, to eat. Every day for lunch. I completely agree. Like, yeah, this is I not agree. an easy time. It's it's a lot like Carter, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. He's 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 kind of working the Carter thing. I mean, I think, I think Carter, was, Carter was younger and Carter's brain was sharper than Biden's. I'm Biden. God, but when, he I was see, honest. when I see him or hear him speak, I'm like, dude, this guy's fucking old. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then and that's and he's that's trying the, the, really hard, and I give him credit. He's for that. he's doing his he's doing his best, and I hope he continues to try to do his best. I think the next after November, it's going to be really hard for him to accomplish anything. Yeah, and uh, other than through executive we'll, order, which is yeah, eh, which is, is 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 light. Yeah, especially with the with the, with a very 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 conservative Supreme Court. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think his climate. Even if he were to declare an emergency, it would last very long. And we do again, need to do something. Seen, I mean, well, <laughs> but what we've seen is the long term, any kind of long term climate action requires it absolutely requires a way to make sure that the those who are already fucking our climate make a lot of money. Fixing our climate. Yeah. And until we get to a point where we can say, hey, let's give the oil companies an opportunity to make a shit ton of money getting rid of oil, we're not going to, we're, we're just not going to succeed. Yeah, we're just going to yeah. keep, we're just going to keep having the, the, the Brits boil. Yeah. In their, in their homes. Yep. Your third headline, bipartisan U.S. Senate group introduces a bill intended to head off another January 6th. Bipartisan Senate introduces a bill to prevent another potential coup. That's in, I, Yes, I've, I've, I've read about this. Um, I don't, I, you know, and I'm the optimist between the two of us. Yep. I'm not very optimistic about this bill because I don't think uh, Mitch McConnell's going to let it happen. I just couldn't figure out what exactly it does, um, other than so. This is a, a. I'm reading this from a the the Reuters uh, story. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the Reuters, legislation, uh, it, it, Reuters. Sorry, yeah. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. The legislation, among other things, would make clear that the vice president has only a ceremonial role in certifying election <laughs> results. Oh, okay. Um. Well, so. They could still storm the Capitol to. Well, storming the Capitol actually doesn't change anything. What really changes things is allowing individual state legislatures to appoint electors, and that is a big problem. And this this doesn't uh, this doesn't solve that problem. It also would reform the 1887 Electoral Count Act by clarifying the appropriate state and federal roles in choosing the president, vice president. Well, so it, I, all it does. Yeah, all it does is 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 it is it prevents another Trumpian fucked up, yeah, incompetent coup. But the fact <laughs> is, if the coup comes, the coup is going to come through straight state legislators, yeah, 
And the Supreme Court is going to allow that. So we'll see what that does. I don't think it means anything. What what I do think it means, though, like, will it actually, will the bill, if it passes, do anything? I, I, I don't know. But what I do no. love about it is that bipartisan. I'm so, like, I see that word in headlines and I go, oh, thank I want, fucking I, Christ. I'm excited about, yeah, no, I'm excited about bipartisan. There are a couple of other bi, bi, bipartisan bills that are, are in enacted or, or, or in process and I would like to see those I'd like to see all of those things pass yeah. yeah I don't think Mitch McConnell it'll happen but that's my opinion so as mentioned at the top of this uh, episode it's Wednesday July 20th today was uh, Ivana Trump's funeral she was of course uh, murdered uh, there was a cover up saying that it was an accident but she was Epstein I mean come on she was Epstein everybody knows so uh, yeah, Ivana Trump. I, I don't know. Maybe I just maybe I stepped on the punchline there. But <laughs> no, I'll be Ivana honest. Trump I'll be honest dead. with my perspective. My perspective on that, and you know, and I don't want to shit on anybody that died, and you know, because whoever dies has somebody that that mourns. But I would be less, I'd be no less interested than if you said uh, a Real Housewife of Atlanta or a Real Housewife of Beverly Hills died. Yeah. Who cares? It's it's like okay. I do great. think I, I agree, and I, I fine. I, I I'm sorry think... that somebody had to die, but people die a lot of times, and and she lived a long life, and not only a long life, but a life of luxury. Yeah, yeah. like real, like serious, other fucking ridiculous luxury. Except she, so did, I don't really have a problem with her dying. Did have to fuck Donald Trump at least three times. You know, that's rough. The thing about it is, I know people who would jack him off for money. Well, I'd jack so him I off for money. Pro- I would not jack him off oh, for money. What but great story. I, Come on. What are we going to talk about this week on the Apecast? Dude, I jacked off Trump for money. We're talking about that. Yes, David Himmel jacked off Trump for money. Don Hall said, no, I won't touch that dick. But uh, no, the, the thing about it is, I'm, I'm fine with it. I, you know, I, I, I feel bad. Again, she's dead. She doesn't give a shit. Well, do you she's think? Done. Do you think that it's? I feel bad for those who are in all? her life. No, you I don't, don't think there's really any don't, foul play. I, I hate to be a conspiracy a conspiracy theorist. Uh, if but there like, was foul foul play, it would be Trump dying, not Ivana. If, no, what if Ivana no. has shit on Trump? No, I'm sorry. It, okay. I don't buy right. it. I don't buy it. I don't think it was. I think she died. She was old and she died. Because she was killed. All right. Um, <laughs> things are getting so shitty with the housing market in this country again. Because we yes. can't learn our lesson that our home investment and the greed around that is stupid and yes. problematic. So yes. apparently there's a lot of Americans are relocating to Europe because shit is cheaper. The dollar, the euro is in better shape. Than the American dollar, uh, yeah, Europe's burning, but so's the U.S. Only rich people are relocating to Europe. The poor people, or the middle class, whatever is left of the middle class, are not relocating to Europe. I'm just only glad... the fucking people with yachts. There was a big story about yeah, all the, the, the super rich all buying the super yachts. Yeah. The super they're preparing you know, for the water thing world. about it is. 
Only the, yeah, exactly. The only the people who have enough money that it doesn't matter on a day to day basis are moving to fucking Europe. Yeah. So I don't give a shit that they're moving. Good. Go to Europe. Get out of here. Yeah. Fuck off. I'm good with that. Yeah. All right. Our final headline this week um, is whew, this one hit close to home. Uh, okay. Harry has come across a new favorite confection, which is uh, specifically his favorite is sour Skittles, but he also likes the regular ones. But apparently sure. Skittles, there's a lawsuit claiming that the toxin in Skittles makes them unfit for human consumption. <laughs> so taste the rainbow and fucking die. Fairly interesting perspective that candy and <laughs> ketchup and bread and pretty much anything that is processed in any way has far too much sugar and, and carcinogens in them. Mm -hmm. And as someone who smokes, at least I know when mm -hmm. I'm smoking either my pipe or a cigarette, I mean, anybody who thinks that, that that's good for you is a fucking moron. Of course. I'm sorry. Yeah. This is a, but it's becoming apparent that even Doritos laced with sugar yeah. are fucking bad for you. Well, apparently this and, Skittles has this, yeah. this titanium dioxide. This is like the ingredient. Oh, Jesus that Christ. Oh, my but God. Here's really? what's fucked up is that Mars, the company that owns Skittles, announced in yeah. 2016, so almost you know, seven, seven years ago, that it was going to remove... Uh, the artificial coloring and this titanium Which they dioxide. lied. They lied. And of they course, lied. Yeah, they haven't. Well, it's because, you know, and, and, and recently the e, the EPA has been completely... Uh, gutted. <laughs> gutted, and the FDA is soon to be gutted. And, and you know, the, the thing about it is, and I've said this before, the biggest problem with our country is not that the laws don't exist. The laws exist that we don't enforce them. Yeah. We don't enforce the laws about what we consume, and it is in the interest of Skittles to make shit as delicious and shiny and they are delicious, and colorful, and shiny and colorful as possible. Yeah, it's good, and so good of eats. course Harry likes it, and of course if you let Harry eat it, he will die of some horrible fucking disease. Like I and said at the is, top of the show, responsible parenting, responsible father, right here. That's all I'm saying. There's that's your Rorschach of the news. That's all I'm saying. There are six things you should do this week. My first thing, this should come as no surprise. It's a watch. Yes. Better call Saul. And I need... I. You did this last I week, don't care. dude. You did this last week. Jesus I did this, Christ. I did this with, um, I think, WandaVision... And Loki yeah. is like just every week. Just, I think you did. Yeah, I think this you did. show. Yeah. I need somebody to watch this with me because I, all my fr like, seriously, all my friends, work friends, nobody is up to speed where I am. I need to talk this through. All right. By 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 the time your baby comes, I will have watched all of Better Saul. Better Call but Saul. You can't. You can't because AMC Plus because the, the season six is not on Netflix yet. And oh, AMC fuck. Plus 
did season six, but it's only like the first seven episodes, and they have like the last five or whatever the fuck it is. All that right, well, now. then I'll have to wait for it. I'll have to wait for it. AMC you. Plus, these motherfuckers, I can't go back and watch the beginning of season six. They've taken them off. So I don't know what the fuck Oof. I'm paying for if I don't have access to their content. Well, it's the that's the whole Netflix. It, 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 it's a Netflix thing. It's like, let's give you just enough. It's shitty. It's, and it's if you shitty. don't, it is. Well, no, it's not shitty. It's very capitalist. It's 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 sort of like, hey, we <laughs> like I said. Well, you know, it's it's content creation, and uh, keep the full season it. up. Keep the full season up, you assholes! Like, so, come on. Are, so you're telling me I can't watch the full season? You cannot watch the full season. Well, fuck that. Exactly. Well, then like you and I, are, then you and I are have this conversation. In a year, <sighs> because uh, it's not going to happen. And we will, yeah. All right, whoa, speaking God. of, my first thing is, again, we were talking about all the rewatching shit we've seen. Um, my first thing is a rewatch. I want you to rewatch Mindhunter, Mindhunter Good. on Netflix, because uh, my ex-wife and I love this show. It's a great show. And recently I went, you know what? I really like this mm-hmm. and I kind of want to revisit it. It's David Fincher. It's really good. Jesus Christ. And, and again, I watched it almost every week with Dana. Mm-hmm. But rewatching it, I mean, part of me wanted to go, hey, text. Nope. Dana, I'm rewatching it. I didn't do that. Good boy. But yeah, no, yeah, I wanted to go, hey, I'm rewatching this. I remember when we loved it. But. <laughs> I know, you know, but no, it's, uh, that's totally but it, normal. It's fine. It's so fucking good. It's so solid. It's so spectacular. It's so well fucking written. Yeah. It's so well performed. It's so well directed. If you have not seen the two seasons of Mindhunter, fucking do it yeah. because it is, it's spectacular. Are they doing a third it's, season? Do you know? No, they are not doing They're a not. third okay. season. Then I definitely want to go back and rewatch it and. See how it, I'm telling you, I don't remember it was, how, the, how the second season ends. The thing about it is, there were things that I missed the first time around, and in watching it a second time because I got the binge it, motherfucker, this is just solid, smart. If nothing else, storytelling. The performance from Cameron Britton. Oh fuck! As uh, Edmund, I can't remember. His, Ed, uh, but he's basically like yeah. If if you haven't seen it, it's the. The He's Clarice, so good. God the Clarice, um, damn. What's it called? Relationship where they keep going back to him. Yeah, and yeah, information. yeah, yeah. Lecter, yeah. His, thank you, Hannibal. Yeah, uh, his performance is it's so goddamn terrifying, intense, and comforting, but and but the one episode deep. with 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 the actor that plays Manson is so electrifying. Yeah. I watched it twice yeah. because he's so good. Now, granted, they played a little bit with the the CGI, but I'm telling you, it's extraordinary. Yeah, I'm telling you, this is an extraordinary show. Watch Mindhunter. If you've never seen it on Netflix, you must see it. It is so good. It's so fucking good. And my, that's my first thing. My next thing uh, is is not a watch. Uh, it's not even a listen, but it's still looking at a screen. I I tried, guys. I tried. Um, if you haven't yet, and even if you have, do it again because God, fuck, oh, what? The web telescope images, where we're looking 
back mm. in time, like what is it, three point one billion years or some such shit? Like yeah, it's, the things it's we ridiculous. can see, the detail that it just, it, God, space is fucking wild. It is just, it's hard to comprehend the vastness and the complexity of it, and it is just fascinating and beautiful. Just wow, I, yeah. I, I burned yeah, like I, an I, hour I, the other day when the, when those images came out. I was just like staring yeah, just at them, looking like an at every idiot. single one. Of them. They're yeah. amazing. They're amazing. A slack jawed idiot staring thing, at those things. My second thing is an odd odd choice. It's in the Atlantic. It's called the White Liberals' Burden. Huh. Um, the <laughs> the subheadline is many Afrikaners welcomed the end of apartheid, but thirty years on, they found black majority rule in South South Africa hard to live with. It's by Eve Fairbanks. What's really interesting about it is is it, it is her Fairbanks really kind of paints. She was she was a South African white, and what it really what I really liked about it is it's an interesting perspective that white liberals who were allies who were anti-apartheid for decades once black majority rule kind of came into play they put that into perspective they don't know what to do with themselves yeah they were the allies they were the anti-apartheid folks but the black majority rule doesn't need them anymore and yeah. so they don't know how to they, they, they don't have a place anymore. And one of the things that she talks about in, in the article is that a lot of these people who were very anti-apartheid, very pro-black, are no longer needed. And because they're no longer needed, they are, they're, they're basically uh, homeless. They, they, mm -hmm. they, politically, they have checked out because they can't criticize the black majority government even if the black majority government is kind of fucking things up. Because that's what governments do. Power corrupts, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, blah, yeah, blah. yeah, yeah. But they can't, but they, because they were allies, they can't put themselves in a position where they can criticize it because that's criticizing black people. Right. And, and it's, it's, I'm telling you, it's a, and it doesn't mm. really, what I really liked about it is it doesn't say one thing or another. It does it does position a little bit about how America is. I mean, we're never going to get that in place because we're not a majority black country. Right. Not even, not even like even close. Right. But it does say something about what the allies of Black Lives Matter and the defund the police and the very progressive, what they're looking forward to. Because if you hold on to something so strong that it, is be that it becomes your entire identity and then you solve it yeah. or it goes away, what happens? It's like, I see this with friends of mine, acquaintances, people that I know, because I'm not friends with people like this. Well, I have one friend that's like this, but like parents that like their entire world becomes being a mom or being a dad. I see it more with moms. Yeah. And I think that part of that oh, is yeah. like society is owed, a, you know, some unfortunate credit there. But you know, eventually, and that's all they do is it's they're there for their kids and their kids and they did this, that, and, they, and then when their kids grow up and no longer need them. What do you do? Who the fuck are they? Yeah. What do, what do they do? What's their interest? When you, tie, when, you tie, when you tie your identity to one issue. Yeah. 
And that issue, well, and I'll be honest with you, it's one of the things I think is fascinating is watching, I, I would say that right now, evangelical Christians have, they're the dog that caught, the, finally caught the dog, or fi- caught the, the car. Dog. The car. The car. You know, they've been chasing the car for 50 years, and they finally overturned Roe v. Wade. Yeah. Now what the fuck do they do? Well, like I wrote, they now need to start you yeah, know, advocating for fuck, well, no, but but that will fuck your identity, child care, and yeah, well, of course it will, will because they don't give a, a shit way. about people. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, yeah. My last thing to do this week, uh, this is a watch, and it is streaming on Shutter, which I don't have, oh, but I've got God, a buddy lo- who's got I a login, lo- so I've got that. Uh, I love Shutter. I love Shutter. There is a Horror documentary. Films. Oh my God, I love this. Yeah. Called This Is Guar about the yes. Yes. the yes. monster art metal band Guar. And oh my God, I'm so excited to see this. Because just, ah, uh, the only thing weirder than parenthood is Guar. And I fucking love it. <laughs> there you go. That's, it. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. And it's that's out. Fair. It, released, final... it premieres uh, July 21st. So. Yeah, 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 it's coming, it's, 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 out. it's coming. My third thing is, uh, again, I know you don't listen to Honestly with Buried Weiss. It's a, listen, it's a podcast. But she recently did an episode with the infamous Andrew Schultz, who is a comedian. And what's really interesting is this is a comedian who has really made his bones via YouTube and Substack and sort of uh, his own digital media and he's doing very well but one of the things I really found fascinating was that his perspective is now right now in history is the best time for comedy hmm. we've heard lots and lots and lots of think pieces and a lot of bitching but, about how this is a terrible time for comedy well, but wait a minute but his pers- Hannah, Hannah Gadsby broke comedy well, right? you know that's they don't really talk about uh, Hannah Gadsby. Oh, but thank they do God! Talk about the idea, no, they don't. They don't get into that. But they talk about his his perspective is, and I think it's a really interesting perspective, is that when things are going well in the country, we get flabby, and yeah. because of that, comedy becomes flabby. It becomes pun oriented and simple and silly. Hey, what's the deal with airplane food? Yeah, exactly. And he actually makes women, that comment. Women like to um, shop. Men like to fart and watch sports. <laughs> right? He, he, exactly. He really makes a point, and it, it's a well-earned point, that when times are conflicted, when there are partisan divides, when there are culture wars, now is the time for comedy to really stand its ground. And it's, it's about an hour and 15 minute interview but it's really good and i highly honestly with barry weiss episode the infamous andrew schultz it made me want to it made me want to follow andrew schultz because he's very funny he's very confrontational um all the shit that i love yeah and so i highly highly recommend it it's 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 as a podcast i love barry weiss yeah except for her Let's let's talk about Israel stuff, which I don't give a shit. Uh, fuck um, Israel. I don't. I just don't give a shit. I mean, Bonus I thing to do it. this week. Fuck Israel. 
Yeah, the thing about it is I'm fine with Israel. Do what you got to do, but I'm not that interested. So uh, I don't really listen to that stuff. But the rest of it is pretty good. Uh, Infamous Andrew Schultz. I I really like that episode. All right. That's my third thing. And that's the show. And That's the show. Go have a baby. Go have have a a fucking baby. Everybody wants you to have a baby. Everybody wants you to have a baby right the fuck now. I'll go talk to Katie's cervix and see where I can get with that. Yeah. Well, tell Katie that I was really kind of disappointed that in the middle of this podcast... She didn't didn't say, I gotta go. I gotta go. She's squatting. She's squatting on the Serengeti and dropping a kid in the fucking grass. Well, it's not her. This is all. The kid is driving the birth bus right now. Like, it's all up to when. You know. All right. That's fair. She did say that it feels like a sand crab trying to claw its way out of her cervix. So Exactly. There's that, I'll leave you with that imagery, dear listener. And All I'm going to say is make her watch The Fly. Make her watch The Fly yeah. as soon as she sees that fucking larva crawl out of fucking Gina Davis. She'll just let it go. Vomit, she'll just vomit let it from her lap. Go. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Ah, oh, God, life is beautiful. You can listen to the Literate Apecast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast, Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.